morning and welcome. This is Pastor Lucy Pinter with your daily insights and today we continue with the topic outpouring day three. Before you enter into contract with any company or before you purchase a service or a good, you will most likely be asked to read their terms of contract or what is termed as terms and conditions. And if you meet the conditions stipulated in the contract and are satisfied and agree with them, you go ahead and sign the contract and you can then proceed with the deal you are seeking to seal. Uh, But you find that most of us have a tendency to jump into things too quickly without understanding the conditions we are supposed to meet first. We do things without proper preparations and sometimes foil things that could have gone on well. No, I, as I was writing this and preparing this, I remember many other times that I just jump through and flip through those agreements and I barely read through the, <laughs> the terms and conditions. I just say, I just say, agree, agree. So yesterday we talked about the condition that Jesus gave the disciples for them to feel before they could be infilled with the Holy Spirit. The apostles had just witnessed the ascension of Jesus to heaven right after he had commissioned them to witness to the whole world. And this was the greatest commission that Jesus had ever given them. They were to take charge and continue with his work. Oh, what a mandate. It was their job now to make sure that the gospel reached the farthest ends of the world. I imagine how excited they must have been. And they would have been right to be excited. And had it been some of us, we would have jumped right to work and started preaching right then. But what did the disciples do? Uh, Right where we stopped yesterday, the Bible says, We are still in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. The Bible says, Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of half a mile. When they arrived, they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying. Here are the names of those who were present, Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer. Along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. Wow. So instead of starting their witnessing mission right then, the disciples went to what Luke calls the upstairs room of the house they were staying. Oh, what? And I'm I'm thinking, this is where they might have had the Last Supper with Christ, the upper room. These were the same disciples who were used to doing things impassively. The same disciples who would stop children from coming near Jesus. And Peter, who had previously chopped out a guard's ear at the first sign of trouble among them. But we see them acting so differently this time because they heeded the Lord's command. 
that they should wait in Jerusalem until when the Holy Spirit comes. No, they knew they had to wait until that happened. But like we said yesterday for them, it was not going to be a passive void. There was, there was still some preparations to be made for them to be ready for this great mission. And from where we have read, the Bible says they all met together and were constantly united in prayer. And there are a number of things we can take from the way the disciples conducted themselves. You know, rather than go back to their businesses as they wait for the Holy Spirit to come, rather than launch their witness in ministry immediately, they unanimously chose to remain in Jerusalem, the place where God wanted them to be. They understood that the command that Jesus gave them was customized for them. It might not have been what everyone at the time was doing, but they had learned to submit God's agenda and timetable. And then secondly, rather than having each other go to their home to wait for the infilling on their own, they remained of one mind and spirit and maintained the praying relationship that they had established when Jesus was with them. These people were of different dispositions and personalities, but they united in resolve and purpose. They recognized and appreciated each other's role and value in the ministry they were about to embark on. And this is a kind of unity in prayer and purpose. This is something we should seek to achieve. Isn't it amazing? And another admirable thing that we notice from their conduct in their investment is the corporate prayer. You know, I know that I'm one of the advocates and this has become a norm in our increasingly private world for people to emphasize on personal relationship with God at the expense of communal prayer. And there is nothing wrong with committing to developing a relationship with God at a personal level. There's nothing wrong with private prayer. Don't get me wrong. But we as believers can never rule out the vital role of corporate prayer. So it is worthy noting that the disciples did not limit their interactions to themselves. They broadened the circle to accommodate others who are witnesses to Christ's resurrection and ministry. They included the brothers of Jesus and the women who had been with them when they were still with Christ. And this shows us that we shouldn't limit our fellowship to only those that are part of our circles. We are on a large family of believers and as such, we should pray from one front whenever it is necessary. The disciples had the Father's promise with them. They knew he is faithful. He's a faithful God and he was going to keep his promise. But look at how Luke stresses their devotion to prayer. Even with this knowledge about God and his promises, they continually devoted themselves to prayer in preparation for their ministry. And Luke 
brings out the concept of diligence, intensity, and perseverance in prayer. And these are concepts that we really need to incorporate in our prayer life and in preparation for the fulfilling of God's promise to fill us with the Holy Spirit, to infill us, to outpour the outpouring that I'm talking about. And this is the seriousness with which we need to communicate with God. This is the seriousness with which we need to seek God's guidance with diligence, with intensity, with perseverance. There is no shortcut about this. Hallelujah. And you do not invest in this kind of devotion when you have doubts in the one you're praying to. The disciples devoted themselves that much in prayer because they knew that God at his own timing would answer them. We are not exactly told what they were praying for, but whatever was the detail of their prayers, it allowed them the privilege to take part in the work that God was doing. It was a chance for them to actively enjoin themselves in God's plan. So as we continue to talk about the outpouring, and as we prepare our hearts for the infilling, for the immersion by the Holy Spirit, I cannot stress enough the place of prayer in all this. It ought to be a life priority for us because this is how we connect with God and his provision for our lives. Jesus himself found it necessary to pray and he had instilled that discipline in his disciples. It should not be any different with us who seek to walk in the footsteps of Jesus and of the apostles. We have the promise of God upon our lives. He would not have promised us his spirit if he did not think we would need him. He would not have given us such a promise if he had no plans of keeping his word. We are sure that he's going to see his word fulfilled. There is no doubt about that. So why did the disciples need to pray? Or why do we need to? The purpose of their prayers, as should always be ours, was to align their will with God's will. Even as we pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our times, our aim should primarily be to submit ourselves to the will of God. Even as we wait for God to work, act, as we wait for the Holy Spirit, we shouldn't do it so passively and in isolation. Let's commit to pray together. We pray as we wait. We submit ourselves to God's will and God's timing. Shalom. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with Outpouring Day 3.